It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I must say, uh, rather heartening to see the interest already generated for this morning's Forum at 8 discussion. You've been tweeting, uh, sending some of your messages, and some of you even acknowledging that you are ashamed of the fact that you didn't know about this particular matter until very recently. Well, no need to be ashamed because uh, what we are here for is to learn and deliberate around these particular matters. So earlier this month, the Lawyers representing the Namibian Herero and Nama tribes met in New York following a lawsuit that was filed in January. And they demanded compensation for the descendants of people who were massacred by Germany under colonial regime in what was known as the Herero. And in 1908, Germany carried out a systematic extermination of Herero and Nama people, killing about 100,000 in what was then known as Southwest Africa. The Herero genocide was widely regarded as the first genocide of the 20th century and a precursor to the Holocaust. Tens of thousands of Herero and Nama people were driven into the Namibian desert to die of starvation and dehydration and others were sent to concentration camps where they died of disease and abuse. Many of the victims were also beheaded and their skulls were sent to Germany for scientific experiments and uh, Namibian authorities planned to join the case against Germany demanding 30 billion US dollars in reparations. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we'll be looking at the story, telling the story of the Herero genocide and also having discussions with those in the know. And as always, you are also welcome, 0891-104-208, to call us and join in. Or you can send us your messages via SMS um, on 40938 at a cost of 150, Twitter and Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. But let's start by just listening to a sound from a documentary that was done about this genocide. <laughs> You know, there is a church where the Germans said people should come to the church and we will pray. And my people close their eyes to pray. But they never said that last amen. Because the moment they closed their eyes, they were all shot in that church. Even if I pray, I don't close my eyes. They brought the Christianity, they brought all these churches. But today they also have the land. Eighty percent of my people were wiped off the face of my motherland on a premeditated basis after an officially proclaimed execution order was issued. The Germans, they met it and they killed my people 
And the only reason why they killed and murdered my people was because of land. And that sound from Vincent Molloy's coveted historical Namibian documentary, Skulls of My People, and very aptly named as such. And this morning, um, we have a Herero activist and lecturer at social work at the Faculty, Faculty of Human Science at the University of Namibia. And I'm not going to butcher her name. Esther, please tell us what your surname is. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> My name is Mwinyangwe. Munyangwe. Okay, yes. I, can, I can say that. Munyangwe, Esther Munyangwe, yes, thank you so much for speaking to us this correctly. morning. Thank you very much. So this is not a happy story. And um, one just listening to that trailer from uh, that documentary really sends shivers down one's spine. But um, as most of our listeners have been admitting this morning, for some other mm-hmm. reason, this is not a story that is well known. So yeah. maybe let's start by talking about this horror of a genocide that was perpetrated against the peoples of Namibia, how it started, and um, if you can just tell us the story in brief. Okay, thank you very much. Um, it's an honor for me also to participate in, your, in this program. Um, I'm sure most of the listeners know about the Berlin Conference of 1984-85, because that is where everything started, the scramble for Africa. When the Western societies came together to decide or to divide Africa amongst themselves as if they were dividing a cake. So Namibia then became... Uh, as it was known, German Sudwest Africa. That is when the German huge trooper came into Namibia. Now, according to them, they said they came and they found a place that were not having inhabitants. So I don't know whether my people in their eyes, in the eyes of the Germans, were not seen as people, but maybe as some other species. So when they came, their interest was in land and also in the natural resources. So they wanted to sign treaties with the traditional chiefs or leaders, but then it also went with a lot of stuff like uh, raping of women, hanging of women naked, um, putting chains on the necks of the people and keeping them as war of prisoners. Children were not spared. Now the Herero chief then, Samuel Mahero, could not tolerate this any longer. And 12 January 1903, he said to his people, the Herero people, that enough is enough. I think it's about time that we should start protecting what is ours. And when he said what is ours, he referred to the women that were raped, the land that was confiscated, the cattle that were also confiscated or taken by force from these people. That is how it started. So, And it was a long war because it started 1903 up to 1908. In 1904... Um, 
Ludwig was not happy with what the Germans were, were doing to the Herero and Nama people. He was more lenient. And the Germans in Germany were not happy with that. That is why they called Lothar von Trotter, who was that time in China, and they told him that he was some time in Tanzania. So he was the only one who knew how to deal with the natives. And they said, we have some stubborn natives here, and we want you to come and deal with them. So von Trotter came to Germany, so Southwest Africa, as it was called. And on the 2nd of October, 1903, 1904, he read or issued his infamous extermination order, which was clear that every Herero, men, women, and children, should leave this country, or if they don't, they will all be exterminated. So there was an intent. This one group was targeted. The same extermination order was issued against the Nama on the 22nd of April, 1905, when he said that, ask the Hereros, where are they today? And if you don't do as we, the Germans, tell you to do, you, you will also be exterminated. So you will feel as the Hereros felt as well. So that was... And genocide is a systematic, planned, you know, way of killing. Mm. So then they also came up with their concentration camps. So after people started to flee the country to neighboring countries, the rest that remained were put into concentration camps. Um, harsh conditions were created. If you look at some of the pictures, you see walking skeletons, no flesh on the bodies of those people. So that is, uh, in a nutshell, how it started. And then, of course, um, it, it, it just grew very, very gruesome, uh, this particular genocide, uh, to the extent of uh, the uh, uh, decapitation of people and uh-huh. the, 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 uh, the skulls, as uh, the documentaries entitled, Skulls of My People, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the studying of brains to prove, indeed, that... Africans are humanoid, that they are not quite on the same level as exactly. Europeans. Uh, talk to us about that aspect of it as well. Yeah, um, that is true. It, it, it is so... You cannot imagine that the civilized, as they used to consider themselves, were the people who did that to a fellow human being. You know, to kill a person and then to ask the Herero and Nama women to clean the heads, because these heads needed to be cleaned, so they, they have to, the heads were put into big pots where they were boiled to make it easy for the women to take off the flesh and the hair before they were shipped to Germany. That is so terrible, and one cannot really imagine. 
And you know why they did that? Just to go and do tutor scientific research to try to, to show, I don't know, to the world or to themselves that they are superior than the Africans. Now, that, is, that was terrible. And I'm always saying that. If there were people whose brain or head needed to be researched, it, were, it was those people, the Germans themselves, not our people. And uh, later on, this, this also became a, uh, a business, you know, because um, besides Eugene Fisher them and other scientists, there were also um, ordinary Germans who were interested in these cars. So then people here, or the Germans here, sent cars not only to the scientists, but also to ordinary people to show that no, it's like in an African context, you go into the forest and you kill a lion. What do you bring home? You either bring the king or the head of the lion to show your victory. So that was also the same. Um, they sent these skulls to, the, to, to Germany to show their superiority and victory. And some of the skulls ended up in the private homes of people. And I remember 2011, when we went to collect the first 20 skulls back to Namibia, we found out some Germans who said, I have been keeping this skull in my living room. Can you imagine? As, as a souvenir, without knowing the proper history of it. It's something that they inherited from their great-grandparents. So it, 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 that is how it was. And it, there are still skulls in the private homes of Germans. They said, take them back. And we said, no, there are international laws and principles as to how to deal with uh, human remains and so on. So it's not a matter of we just take them from individuals and bring them back to Namibia. And mind you that it, were, it was not only skulls that were taken to Germany. Mm. But other parts, like the private parts of men, were also taken, I don't know for what good reason. And um, when we requested the German government also to give us some of the results, because if they could keep the skulls until today, I'm sure they should also have the results. And one would want to know what could they find out what were the results? But I'm sure they, they were telling us that most of the results were damaged. I'm looking at your messages coming through. I have goosebumps because one cannot imagine these sort of atrocities. It's not just about the physical scars, but can you imagine the mental scars from people who had to be the ones to prep the heads of their um, care, their, their, their kinsmen and women it, uh, to be studied overseas. And how horrific that people would keep people's skulls as mementos, as, as souvenirs of what? You know, this is a part of a human being. Why would you do that? And it was so sad just reading up on this that um, in addition to what um, um, Esther is sharing with us that 
some of these skulls, uh, you can't find all of them either because, as she says, they are scattered all over. But uh, we have Esther back and we'll just take a short break and we'll come back. And I see you already starting to call. So we'll take some of your calls as soon as she's done telling us the story. When it comes to our human rights, a little respect can go a long way. Change will not come about without some far-reaching intervention. SAFM, appreciating the value of our human rights. We're talking about uh, the Herero uh, uh, genocide that took place in uh, the beginning of uh, the uh, 20th century. And uh, many have called it the precursor to the Holocaust. But I don't even think, uh, you know, again, why do things have to be contextualized uh, uh, within a context that speaks to suffering of others? Let's concentrate on this. What happened to African people on African soil? And I can't believe how many of you are saying and tweeting and tagging Helen Zilla this morning to say, listen to the atrocities of what colonialism also brought. Len, uh, we have um, Esther back. Thank you so much. Sorry we lost you there for a moment, but if you could just conclude the point that you were making. Yes, I'm also sorry for what happened. There was a call that was disturbing him. This person disturbed us. Um, yeah, not only scars, but, you know, the penis of men were also taken. And then the last point I was trying to say was that if the German government or the universities, like the Charité University, could keep these scars for more than 100 years, it is funny that today we are being told that the results are no longer there. They have been destroyed during the Second World War and so on. But one is very curious as to, you want to know what could the results show? What did they find out about my people, you know? But, of course, I'm sure there was nothing special that they could find out, and that is why today they are using the excuse of, all the results have been destroyed. And we're talking about the uh, genocide perpetrated in Namibia, then Southwest Africa, over the Herero and Nama people. And uh, we'll talk in a little later on about the reparations that are now sought, because reparations is also a very touchy subject uh, when it comes especially to people um, of African descent or Aboriginal people. So we'll get to that later on in the show. But let me just take a few calls, 891 I see uh, Mark is already there in Durbanville. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Sakina. Look, uh, Germany at that time was still nominally a Christian culture, and so the question is, you know, under what, uh, what was the ideology behind the justification uh, and the drive for this? And all of your, your, your books and, and, and documentaries and things, Jan Bartgewalt's Herero Heroes, uh, David Lassagan's uh, Kaiser's Holocaust, even SABC 2 did a two-part documentary last year, and all of them show the connection to social Darwinism and evolutionary race science was used as the justification for what took place there. You know, Charles Darwin, in his book The Descent of Man, which he published in 1871, forecast that he began to classify people as so-called civilized races and savage races. 
and he believed that the so-called savage races would be exterminated. It was inevitable that the savage races would be exterminated. And Lothar von Trotha used that word, the Vernichtungsbefehl, an extermination order Mm. against the Herero. Uh, And this idea of of a gradation of people from primitive to, to civilized through evolution and and that uh, Herero people, and this was taught by scientists throughout Europe, not just in Germany, that uh, black people were some kind of transitional between our ape-like ancestors and what they regarded as civilized uh, human, uh, human beings. And, and yeah, the problem is we're still teaching this stuff to our children at school today, uh, that this is science and it's nonsense. It's absolute pseudo-philosophical uh, belief of how we got here without God. And and it's no long it's no wonder that society is suffering such terrible. Although the racist implications of 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 evolution may have been largely abandoned in the 50s, as people saw the results of of the Second World War and and where this whole process had led to, uh, it still gives a a terrible view of mankind that we've evolved from animals where the bible says we're uniquely created in, in the image of god and and it has devastating implications when we change that real true history of who who mankind is thank you so much for your call there mark in durbanville the forum at eight with sakina Kamwindo on am live turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them and we certainly do appreciate you tuning in this morning. We are focusing on the Herero Anama genocide that took place at uh, the uh, beginning of the 20th century in Namibia, then Southwest Africa. And our guest this morning is Esther uh, Muyangwe. I hope I said it correctly. Herero activist and lecturer at social work in the Faculty of Human Science at the University of Namibia. And um, we've uh, talked about this and um, most of you wanting more about this. Uh, Pura says, a student from UCT was mocked for saying there's something wrong with the current science and uh, white racist uh, and how that is taught. And then um, uh, this one from uh, Mosiah at Mosiah says, uh, Mark has just hit the nail on the head. Charles Darwin is still taught in schools and social Darwinism uh, justifies all racism. And um, that whole theory about, um, you know, Darwinism Charles Darwin, that's something that we need to actually get into, I think, um, a little more. Because when we were talking about uh, Homo Naledi and all of that, I think some of us had that conversation about uh, Darwinism and the likes. So we, we, we will try and make some time and see if we can get someone uh, to talk to us more about that. Uh, Paper Trail, uh, Panama Paper Trail says, I have no words Germany, Herero, Germans, uh, genocide people, Africa, why? And that's the question. Why? Simple question. But where are the answers? Why would people do this to other people? Vusi Koza says, I don't want a fake reconciliation piece and fake rainbow nationism. We need justice 
for the people, for the Nama, for the Herero, for all people essentially who were wronged. So we're talking about this and um, your comments always welcome. 34, rather, uh, 40938, that's our new SMS line number. And you can also uh, tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM. Or you can call us 891 But uh, before I get to that, let me just uh, uh, refer back to our guest, um, Mayor Esther you heard uh, what our caller had to say before the news break. And uh, is that something that uh, you are particularly au fait with, something that you would want to get into at this stage? Yeah, I think that was more of a comment. Um, I want to, the issue of um, the Christian ideology. Mm. Uh, we know that during that time, a lot of missionaries also came to Africa. And... Um, um, I, 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 you know, um, this is always something that I struggle to express myself on because um, before that, our communities had their own faith and spirituality. But then all of a sudden, they were introduced to this um, Christianity. And so in the process also, they lost their own their own traditional way of, do, of doing things. They used to do things in certain ways, you know. They believe in their ancestors, in their, the spirits of their ancestors and so on, which was later on also replaced by Christianity as the missionaries came in. But on the other hand, there, were, there was also, you know, some good work done by the missionaries because I know that when people were wounded, uh, it was the missionaries that came to their assistance and gave them that moral or material support that people needed. So, of course, but there is also, I remember that when Fogtrota said that the people should be exterminated, heroes and Nana should be exterminated, I remember that Samuel Mahare also, in one of the books, said that we will only fight the German soldiers. We will leave out the missionaries, their women and children. And, and that for me also touches my heart because that shows the humanity in our people. While the Germans who saw themselves as civilized, as Christians, are the ones who did this to our people. That's all that I can comment. Well, we're going to take a few more calls. Uh, uh, Land Rebel says, thank you for this topic, uh, the first Holocaust by the Germans. And then Tabang says, thanks for the topic and enlightening us on SAFM. I'm interested in this link between Darwinism and colonialism, as uh, Mark has pointed out. And Derek Smith says, evolution isn't racist. It's fact. The entire human race, white and black, evolved. It's indisputable. Good grief. Well, you see, Derek, and, and that's the sort of attitude that gets us absolutely nowhere. As I said, this is a discussion for another day. We will try and get the relevant people to come and argue both sides of this coin, and people can make up their minds for themselves. Uh, but uh, no use for, you know, trying to uh, push that view down people's throats. Uh, Vincent Molloy is in Cape Town. And Vincent is, of course, uh, the uh, producer of that uh, cover historical documentary Skulls of My People. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Vincent. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners and Esther as well. 
So listening to that, ah, man, the chills, it's, 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 it's really haunting. So what firstly inspired you to actually do this work, to go and, um, you know, produce this particular documentary and also tell us about the process and what you discovered in doing this? Well, it, it was by total default. I was looking at the picture and I saw a woman wearing a, a Herrera dress and somebody told me that's a traditional Herrera dress. And I said, it's impossible because it looks so Victorian. And uh, I refreshed the story. And when I found out about the genocide or the massacre, um, I took it as a, as a personal obligation to tell the story. The main reason, Sakina, is simple. Um, if we are to engage in the present, we need to be really honest about the past. Um, and, and to me, the fact that um, there's a, the post-colonial relationship between Africa uh, and Western countries, in particular Europe, it's, it's one that needs to be explored. Um, there's a false equivalence that we have, yet we, we still see the trends of, uh, of a master. And to, to be honest, I'll even go to an extent of saying a slavery. Uh, it's a master and a slave relationship. Uh, and, and, and we can't continue like this. Uh, so my doing the documentary was really, let's engage, let's have a dialogue, uh, let's put our card on the table, uh, because the way things are at the moment, they're not taking us anywhere. Hence they regret how we regress in Europe. You see how racism is, is growing every day of our lives. Mm. No, absolutely, Vincent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on hold there um, because I want to take uh, Chris in Leidenberg as well. Morning, Chris. Hello, Chris. Okay, let's uh, hear from William in Cape Town. We'll see if we can come back to Chris. But good morning, William. Good morning. Uh, listen, uh, I just want to um, refer now the ladies say that um, um, evolution is a fact. Evolution was proven long time wrong, you know, because, we, you know, we know that we deal with the enemy of 6,000 years old and the devil is just constructing this thing. The science that we have today, it's Buddhist science. It's, 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 uh, it was proven wrong. It's, it's consensus science where scientists come together and decide over things without facts. It's because they want to, they want to uh, get the Bible out of the way. What the Bible says in the beginning, God created, and God created everything according to uh, its kind. And Satan has, has, has made it so, so uh, uh, um, let the people believe that people have evolved. And it's not the first, if, we, if you just do your research and you see it's not the first time that this happened, they, the English did the same with the Australian indigenous people and taking their skeletons in, in places in London and kept it there in, in laboratories. And uh, it's actually Buddhist science and evolution was never ever science. Evolution is a religion. It's not science. Thank you.
Okay, and and I think I don't necessarily want to entertain that particular discussion. As I said, equally, there are people who hold a different belief, William, to that. And I think it would be prudent for us to make the time to have that discussion um, with the proponents for and against it. But uh, let's go back to Chris in Leidenberg. Morning, Chris. Morning, Fatima. I am so emotional as I speak to you, having listened to Esther, uh, the, the short history that you have given us. And I think for us as Africa to move on, we deserve an explanation, one, and an apology from the rest of Europe of the atrocities that were committed to our people. And I think for us as a people, we will never reach full reconciliation until all the truths are laid there. So something like the PRC for the whole of Africa would really, really be helpful so that we can understand our history, where we come from, and we can heal properly because there is no healing until we understand all these histories that, for example, the Europeans have committed against our Africans. Thanks for Fatima. Thank you so much, uh, Chris. Abdul in Port Elizabeth, good morning. You know, this has got to do with Africa as a whole. I just have one or two things just to, just to say really in actual fact. Abdul? Hello? Yes, we're listening. Okay, good morning. How are you then? I'm well, thanks. And you? Um, well, thanks. Um, you know what? It's, it's really mind-boggling for a topic like this, you know, for us to be hearing about this in Africa today. Believe you me, I mean, when you talk about genocide, it is a deliberate killing of a people or a nation. Now, today... Most of these countries, European countries, and I have to tell you, they expect African countries to be apologetic. Whenever there are issues that are raised in connection with all the atrocities that have been committed you know, on this continent, today we still find African people who still want to claim that colonialism is something that we need to embrace. How on head would you then have African people pronouncing words like that, it is very, very sickening. And I think it is high time for all the African nations to come together, for all our leaders to come together and then decide a way forward so that our kids will not continue to be living and be listening to things like this that has happened to our great, great, great parents. That is my contribution this morning. Appreciated, Abdul in Port Elizabeth. May Esther? Yes. Your comments, uh, responses to some of those calls. Yeah. I want to comment on um, one of the callers who talked about reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And um, because for us, you know, many of the African leaders are trying to advocate reconciliation and i think that is also something that happened in namibia at least in south africa when you got your independence you had the truth and reconciliation commission something which was missing in namibia immediately after our independence we were told the government has adopted a policy of national reconciliation we should forget about the past and move on and build the future and so on. And I, and I think that was a mistake that we made because 
as the, as the caller said, many of the African countries were colonized. And we all, all the Africans, went through all these atrocities. We, we, there are a lot of um, crimes against humanity were committed, you know. So it's not only us, the Herat and Namas. Ours, especially in the case that it qualifies to be a genocide. But it's mm. true that most of the Africans went through all the similar experiences. And we are all, always saying that to reconcile, we first want to see social justice prevail. There is no reconciliation without justice. So, and I think it's about time for us Africans to start reaching out to one another. And, 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 and people in Africa should not think that this is a case for Namas and Heros only, but this is a case that affects Africans because Namas and Heros are living on the African continent. And we are brothers and sisters, and it's about time because we all went through the same experiences and we need one another. And I can tell you that many of our, and, and I want to challenge researchers as well, that many of the problems that we experience in Africa today, people always want to say, don't blame this on colonialism and so on. But partly, I want to blame that on colonialism. If you imagine the Herero people were reduced, 80% of them were killed. So they were reduced from 100 plus thousand to a mere 15,000. And imagine that after this, these 15,000 people needed to reconstruct, restructure, reorganize themselves as a community and try to move on. What did they do? They were exposed to all these atrocities. But they never received any counseling for that or any therapy for that. So what did they do? They suppressed the pain. Because as, as human beings, we don't want to think about pain. So we suppress that pain, and we think that pain has gone away, and we try to move on. But unconsciously, that we translate or transfer from one generation to the next generation. So we have a lot of conflict amongst ourselves. And is it something that has got to do with all the things that we went through in the past that we never dealt with, that our forefathers and mothers never dealt with and unconsciously transferred from one generation to the next? So that is something that I really want researchers also to go into and try to look at, into that. Okay. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And this morning we're discussing the um, uh, this, the genocide that took place in uh, the uh, turn of the 20th century in uh, Namibia. And most of you totally horrified this morning. Let me r- just run through some of your messages. Um, uh, this one here from uh, Sisle Zondi says, Colonialism can never be defended uh, as it was the main reason for such atrocities and there's no sugarcoating it. Um, Esmkize uh, writes, 
writes to us saying, SK, that was some price to pay for piped water and an independent judiciary. Uh, Jim Pasquale Augustine says, uh, the monsters of the past and now amongst us should not be seen as representative of each and every one. Vusikosa says, the Berlin conference was presided over by Satan himself. He unleashed his angels all over Africa. Consequences too ghastly and still with us today. Wacky Thought says, Is Herero genocide what Helen Ziller meant when she said that colonialism was great? Kwame Nickel says, uh, Black life is cheap. Germany paid reparations of $100 um, billion uh, to Israel. Why not to the Herero? And and, and I wanted to start and, and, and focus on that, but on second thought, uh, we've decided with the team that maybe we need a follow-up that looks at the reparations aspect of this because it would not be prudent given that um, so many of you expressed that you were not even aware of this particular genocide. So I thought it prudent to first go and look at the story before we talk about the reparations uh, that are now being sought and that process. Um, from the SMS line, this one says, more than a century after long hushed genocide took place in Namibia while under German colonial rule, descendants of the victims are getting their day in court in New York for the first time. And this one says, in one of the darkest chapters of African colonial history, tens of thousands of Herero and Nama people were killed uh, from 1904 to 1908 and uh, many of you really are just uh, seemingly waking up uh, to this particular atrocity and uh, it's it's a good thing but also as Mayor Esther was saying this is not a story that is peculiar to Namibia or you know to South Africa it is a story of the continent of Africa remember King Leopold and the the the, the, the Congolese people with uh, missing limbs all those stories and, and, and the Germans in other parts of Africa, in Tanzania and elsewhere. And, and as she says, we can go on and on and on about these atrocities. But the sad reality is that we don't know our history. But uh, let's just also, um, as, uh, I'll come back to your messages. I just want to ask Vincent, uh, you know, where people can actually watch this docky because there are lots of questions so I think watching the documentary may fill in some of those blanks so that when we return for the follow-up discussion um, you know uh, we can have even more information uh, on which to base those questions. Vincent where is this documentary available? Well the documentary will be on Al Jazeera um, on the 24th of May just before Africa Day um, and it will be on SABC as well. I, I'm just not sure when it will be on SABC. But other than that, it will be at Encounters Film Festival in June uh, in both Cape Town and Johannesburg. And, and people in Namibia can see it this coming April. Um, but I just wanted to add something, uh, Sakina, uh, once you, while you have me on the line. The similarities between South Africa and, and, and Namibia with regards to the land, it's one that shocked me. I just discovered that also in Namibia, 80% of the commercial land still belongs to um, white people, which are mainly German people and Africans people. Uh, and a lot of land does not belong to uh, the indigenous people of Namibia. And and that's that's a shocking fact to me because... No one is disputing that people came into the country 
and uh, murder people to to get the land. Why uh, 120 years later, when we know the facts, are we not reversing um, the situation? Because we're not disputing the facts. Uh, it really uh, demonstrates the kind of relationship we have between um, Africa and Western countries. Germany, uh, by no means, is disputing the facts of what yeah, happened. Yeah, they are not. So what what is the problem? Which brings me to another question is that maybe sometimes our own government, our own ruling elite, have got to answer to the people why have they let this go on for a very long time? Why are they not out there fighting along with the Herero and the Nama people? And, and this might be the case even in South Africa. Well, we had the president uh, just the other day talking about uh, land. But why, why now? Why not all along? And I think it's, it's that those kind of uh, um, reluctance by our leaders to engage with these issues that are not helping as well. So, Esther, um, you know, as I said, uh, I would like to actually have a follow-up discussion on this with you because I think um, we wouldn't be doing justice uh, to the issue of reparations. We we actually do need more time to look at the claim uh, that has now been launched and what it is that the people actually want as reparation. Exactly. That uh, we can do that, yes. So your parting shot to us? I think we have a lot to say. Yeah, I think... What Vincent um, just raised is, is very important, the issue of land, because that is one of the impact of, of genocide on our people. Uh, not only the land issue, but politically as well. Um, one can look at, um, in Africa, political parties, they are structured, organized along ethnicity or along ethnical groups. So today... The Heros and Namas are a very small group, and um, politically, that has really a lot of influence because we we are not part of the most of the decision making structures in our government. That's one impact. I'm not sure whether the people in South Africa are aware that we have Heros living in South Africa who have lost their culture, who have lost their language, um, who have lost their traditions. We visit these people every uh, once a year. That's an annual event. We will have another one in September in Lepalale, in the Limpopo province. And, and, and when you go there, we are dressed in our beautiful traditional attire. These people also try to do the same, but you can totally see that they just don't know how to do it. So that is one impact, and that is it's a very serious one, because if you cannot speak your mother tongue, who are you? So you have lost your identity as well. There are people living in Botswana, Herero. When they are in Botswana, the Botswanas refer to them as Baharero. When they come to Namibia... We refer to them as people from Botswana. So who are they? They have lost identity. So there are so many um, consequences of the genocide that we still feel today. 
uh, amongst our people. So, and um, lastly, I can say that it was nice talking to you. It was nice hearing all the comments that were made, and I'm looking forward. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. To the next round of talks.